Good evening to those in social man. This is Grace and Faith Fellowship. We come to you with our Saturday night message and we thank you for always listening to us. And once again, I always pray that you share these messages. We just come to be a blessing to you and and to share God's word with you, share some truth with you. And we pray that we are impacting your life in some kind of way that God is changing you through his word. And so we want to continue. Um, last week, we started a new s- series about why we need God's word. Because I feel like there's a, um, a lack of study, a lack of appreciation for God's word. And we especially need it in these day and time. And me, myself, I know myself, there was been season in my life where I didn't appreciate God's word like I do now. And my goal through this series is to help um, you appreciate more of the word of God, how you need it in your life on a daily basis, reading and studying and meditating on it and those things and how it will impact your life if you do those things. And so last week we talked about um, why we need God because God's word is it's the truth. It is the truth. It's not just a truth. God's word is truth. And if you don't believe that, that the word of God is true, that it's, that it's incorruptible, the Bible calls it incorruptible seed, that you don't believe that, that it is the truth above every other truth, any man-made truth, then it's not going to have impact in your life. And so tonight, tonight we're going to talk about the question is why the statement is rather why we need God's word. And this is part, this is the second installment of this. And we're going to talk about tonight. We talked about last when God's word is true, but tonight we're going to talk about God's word is powerful. Why we need God's word? Because his word, there is power in God's word. Okay. So let's start off with this scripture, second Timothy. Um, chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. And I'm reading from the NIV version. It says, all scripture is God-breathed so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped with every work. Now listen to that. All scripture. He didn't say some. You know, this can include all scripture. The Bible, when we read the Bible, all scripture it's God breathed, or the King James Version says, God, it is inspired by God. Okay, so that the servants of God may be thoroughly equipped with every good work. So it's saying here, look, listen to what it's saying. It says, all of it is to equip us for every good work. All God's word is God breathed, God inspired. Okay, you have to believe that, you know. Contrary to what some may say, what well, the man written, no, you may hear statements like, well, man wrote the Bible. Yeah, but God inspired him to, to write it. Okay, God inspired him to write it. If these words were inspired by it. There was nothing, this was not man idea to come up with writing the Bible. Okay, so these were, but it said, what's the purpose of it? It's just to, to equip, thoroughly equip us for every good work. What are those work? Those good works that God has anointed us to do from the foundation of the world for every man to do good work. So it says there's much power in God's word. So you need to understand there's power in the word. This is why this is I'm excited because this is why we should pick it up and read it. 
because it's not just a newspaper or some type of novel, romance novel. There is power in God's word. Paul tells us all scripture. We just read that. It's God breathes, okay? It's God breathes and useful for teaching. It is for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness. This is what it does. This is what it does. God's word has the power to teach you, to correct you, to rebuke you, to train you in righteousness. This is what the word of God, it trains us. Think about it. It trains us what to do, what's right, what's wrong. It trains you. It rebukes you. It corrects you. Okay. This is what it's for. And a lot of times we live in a society where people don't want to be corrected. But if you're a child of God, if you're a believer, if we talked about last week, you want to know what's true, what's right and wrong, you need to get into the word of God. But we should want the word of God to correct us. It says in Hebrew, we're told also, and we read this last week, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even divine, the divine soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of heart. We read that in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 last week. So listen, look at the power in God's word. It's active. It's alive. Okay. It's alive. It penetrates. Okay. The soul and the spirit. This, this is God's word. Okay. It is his word. Has the power to do those things. God's word has the power to change us, to inspire us to discipline us, to comfort us, and to encourage us. Just listen to what all look at the power of God's word. Let's stop it. It has the power to change. If you want change in your life, God's word has the power to change you. Well, how do you get that change? We talked about that. It says, Romans 12, 2 says, be transformed, transformation by the renewing of your mind. If you allow the word of God to change, we think, it has the power to change you. It has the power to inspire you. Inspire you. Sometimes we need to be inspired with all that we're going through in life, with the <clears throat> different changes in our life and things, different seasons in our life. We need to be inspired sometimes to get back up, you know, when you're feeling disappointed to get back up. It has the power to discipline you. See, we all need discipline. The word of God will discipline you. In the areas that you need discipline, in the way you talk, in the way you, uh, your lifestyle, way you way you carry yourself in any arena, it has to look. Listen to this. It, it comforts you, especially when someone dies, someone close dies in your life, someone close or some you lose something, you lose it. God has to, the word of God has the has the power to comfort you, even when everything around you is going crazy. You know, your life is is just going haywire and God's word will comfort you in the midst of it. It, has, it encourages us. It would encourage you to keep going. When you don't have no other reason to go, you, you, you can think of a million reasons why I should just quit and give up. But God's word, if you allow, it has the power to encourage you to keep going, to, like I said, to keep get back up and don't quit. Don't give in. Don't cave in. So even when we, we read passages of scripture that we've read um, many times before, 
it still has the power to impact you. See, don't think that because you read, maybe you're a person who, who read the Bible, you know, you say, oh, I read it three, four, five times. And I read it, you know, through, I think I made about three, four times in my lifetime. But every time I read God's word, I come across the same scripture, it, it can have more impact in my life. It can have more meaning in your life. Or you never saw the way God can give you deeper and deeper revelation on the same scripture. Even though you read it, it still can have impact on your life. So this is not a book that you just read one time and say, you know what? Hey, I read it. I know what's in it. You know what? I don't need to read it no more. Cause I, no, that's revelation in God's word. And, and there's so much revelation even in one verse, one scripture that you can never get to the point where you say, well, hey, I got it all. Because God is so deep. He is so knowledgeable. <clears throat> and he, he imparts knowledge to us the more we get into the word of God. Okay. So don't ever think that, you know what? Hey, I know the Bible and this and that. I've, I've read it and I know what's in it. I know what it says. No, we, it's not just about reading, but we, we're after, you need to be after revelation. I need a word. I need a rain, what we call a rhema word. A rhema word, word is a word that fits your sense, a right now word, deeper revelation of God's word. So don't ever get to the point where say, hey, so no matter if, how much you read, it says that you, you, you read it many times before, even if you read a passage many times before, it still has the power to impact you. The spirit can 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 show us things we've never noticed before. As we take in the word of God every day, amazing things will begin to happen in your life. So the spirit of God, so this also don't underestimate the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can show you things you never noticed before. You can get in the word of God. You probably read this, this verse, <clears throat> you no. Know, Hundreds and hundreds of times. Heard it, heard hundreds and hundreds of times. And God can show you something that you never noticed before. He can show you, be like, well, how did I miss that? How did I see? I've read this verse many, many, many times before. But you know what? I never saw it that way. You know, so once again, that, that's important that you read the word of God and get in and, and meditate on it because god will show you things that you've never seen before <clears throat> amazing they said amazing things will begin to happen in your life if you meditate on it as you take the word of god every day they made amazing things will begin to happen in your life but you've got to understand there's power in this word to change you because maybe you i know you're saying well you know what i read god's word every day <clears throat> and I don't see any changes. Well, it takes time. So you, here's what you, here's how we need to look at the word. Here's how you need to look at it. The word of God is a bag of seeds. Okay. Now we know that whenever you plant a seed, okay, you ain't going to see that seed come up right away. This is how you need to, when you read the word of God, think of it. That's one way to look at it as a bag of seeds. You're sowing seeds into your life. You're sowing seeds. You know, in whatever area you need, maybe it's in healing, maybe it's in um, faith. When you study scriptures on faith, when you study scriptures, you're sowing seeds, okay, seeds. And you may not see those seeds, right? But if you keep watering them with faith and keep sowing, keep meditating on, 
you're going to see the manifestation of what you believe believing God for. So this is how you need to look at it. Okay. So just as, just as don't just think that hey, well you know what I read and I read and read and then happen, and don't think you got to have this amazing um, experience every time you read it. No, you need to just hey, every day you need to look at it as God's love letter to you. He's speaking to you through the word. And that's not the only way he speaks, but that's the major, major way that he speaks to us. Okay, so the main thing will happen in your life if you, as you open yourself up and believe in the power of God's word. Um, the psalmist wrote this, Psalms 1 and 3. This is what he wrote. He writes that those who love God's word, he said, are like a tree along the riverbank bearing fruit. Each season, their leaves never wither and they prosper in all that they do. So remember, I just talked about a bag of seeds. Okay, bag of seeds. So you're like a tree. Those who love God's word, you're, you're going to be, you're like a tree planted along the riverbank. So any trees or any bushes planted on the riverbank, I mean, they're going to get plenty of water, nourishment. And then it says it's going to bear fruit. In its season, you're going to bear fruit in your season. Once I said, you give it time. You When the season comes, in due season, you're going to bear the fruit. It said, you will not, never wither and you're going to prosper in everything. You, I mean, you may not look like you're prospering right now, but if you keep believing God, you believe in the power of God's word that you keep sowing and sowing and sowing, especially when it comes to healing. God's power, God heals all the time, every time. And the question is, and I'm not going to get into this too deep, that's a whole nother message. People may be saying, why don't I see healing? Well, there's other variables in place. Sometimes I wonder, do you really believe God's word? Sometimes what we call faith is not really faith. And there's other variables that can play a part. But God's word heals every time, all the time. But a lot of times people don't receive it because... There's like the other variables. They maybe they really didn't believe. Maybe um, you know, uh, when other variables, especially when there's other people and you're praying for other people, they may not have the faith. They may tell you they have faith, but they may not have the faith. So the other variables, but God's word, there is power in the God's word to heal, to deliver, um, to set free, to encourage, to comfort, all those things that we just talked about. So God's word has the power to sustain us through tough times in life. Think about all the tough times. God, but God's power has it to sustain you even through right now. You're going to, he has the power. God's word has the power to sustain you. But we need to choose to be open to that power. If we refuse to spend time reading God, reading the Bible and asking the spirit to speak to us through it. We're unlikely to experience the transformation power contained inside it. Now, I, I got to say, I said a whole lot there, so I'm going to go back and understand. So if you're going through a tough time right now, whatever in your relationships, in your financial situation, whatever the case may be, uh, someone has died close to you, you're struggling, you, you, you know, you're just grieving, you're in a lot of pain, whether it's through healing, I mean, you, you know, you, sickness. God will sustain you through that tough time. 
it, it has the ability to sustain you. It'll keep you through that tough time. But notice what it says. It, but if you choose, but you need to be open to that power. See, this is, let me say this. It don't, God's power in your life don't happen automatically. Okay. You have to be open to that power. Okay. You have to be open to it. If you're not open to it, then it's not going to happen. Notice, I love what it says, that you have to choose to open yourself. You have to choose to open yourself to healing. Okay? So it's it's not going to happen automatically. And a lot of times we think, well, you know what? God will heal me if he wants to, or God will deliver me if he wants to. No, you have to be open to that power. You have to believe that it is God's will to heal you, to deliver you, to prosper you. To comfort you, you have to be open to that power. And a lot of times what happens is if we don't get it instantly, then we close ourselves to God's power. We close our minds to it. Where if it didn't happen in two weeks or if it didn't happen in a month, then we close ourselves to it. But it says if you refuse to spend time reading the Bible and ask the the Spirit to speak to us through it, you're unlikely to experience the transforming power that contains in it. So if you don't read it, if you never open it, okay, if you never ask the Holy Spirit um, to just speak to you through it, you, you're not going to experience the transformation power that God's word has. But you have to open your mind to receive. It says faith come by hearing, hear by the word of God. The Bible says you have to believe that you have already, I think Matthew's Mark. 1123, it says, believe you have received. Believe you have received. See, lot, here's what we need to understand. Your, your deliverance, whatever you believe in God, has already happened in the spirit realm, which you can't see. It's your natural eye. Remember, Jesus said, it is finished. What are you saying? He said, the finished works of salvation has been already completed. It is done. So, only thing is, we, have, we don't, you may not see it right now. In the physical realm. Well, how do we get in the physical realm? Well, we release our faith for it. Remember I talked about earlier. We sow in seeds when we do that. And as the, if you keep your faith out there, your faith goes and get what's in the, in the spiritual realm and bring it into the physical realm that you can see with your natural eye. But you have to spend time meditating on the word of God. Now, when I say that, I don't want you to do it mechanically. And what I mean by that, what I'm simply saying is that I don't want you to just say, okay, I'm going to get in the, I'm going to read it, you know, the, the Bible, um, you know, just today and read these scriptures. And it may start out that way. I'm going to be honest, it may start out that way. But you have to, tr- you know, believe and renew your mind that when I'm in the word of God, God is going to speak to me. God is going to give me revelation. When I'm, every time I'm meditating on scripture and speaking those scriptures, that transformation power is taking place in my life, even though I don't feel it, even though I don't see it, but I know it's already done. And so you have to understand that, hey, you got to be open to it. That's why I said it. a lot of times, you know, there are certain parts of the of the word of God people close themselves to. They shut their minds down to it. And maybe, and it's because maybe what they've been taught. Maybe because of what you've been taught, you shut your mind down to, 
to certain parts. But you have to be open and allow the word of God, let the Holy Spirit speak to you and give you revelation and understanding on these things. Okay, so you just can't, you know, you have to be open to it. Maybe you wonder why um, it hasn't happened. Well, you're not open to it. And then we put God on this time frame where if it doesn't happen in a certain amount of time, then we just believe he doesn't want to do it. And that's not so. But you have to be open to the word of God. Otherwise, you're never going to experience this power that's in the word unless you open it. And I'm a living witness. There are certain things I was, I, um, was you know, my mind was closed to it. You know, until I begin again the word of God and believe what the word of God says. And watch it change my attitude and change the way I think and change the uh, way I think about certain people, um, certain people in that that I didn't like or didn't understand. You know, it changed me and it's continued to change me because sometimes old thinking try to come back in. And you have to, the Bible says, what, cast down. Those things that exalt of us in the knowledge of God. We got to cast it down. Doesn't mean it's not going to stop and not trying to come back in. It says, even when life is hard and we're walking through a valley, we need to spend time reflecting on God's word. See, don't quit. That's what the enemy wants. Don't quit. Okay. Don't quit when things get hard. Don't put your word down. Don't put your Bible down. You got to still spend reflecting on God's word. The promises found inside are true. No matter how you feel, no matter how bad things in your lives seem, the promises that found, they are true. No matter how you feel, no matter how bad things get, as we renew our minds with scripture, our faith will grow. Our outlook will be altered and every area of our lives will start to change for the better. So you can understand. So as we renew our mind with scripture. Your faith is going to grow. This is the thing they're going to do. When you begin to renew your mind with scripture, your number one is your faith is going to grow. Number two is your outlook will be altered. Your outlook on life. How do you, the question is, how do you see life? And we all see life through a certain way. As we talked about, I think the last year is how, based on how you grew up, based on what things you experienced. You know, whether it's tragedy or different things, um, your life, you see life a certain way based on how you experience, how you grew up, the teaching, the neighborhood, everything. You see life a certain way. Well, you have to allow God's word to alter those things and see it his way. And also the third thing is area of life will start to change for the better. Everything is going to get better. I know you right now, I know I'm speaking to somebody that things are bad, things are terrible. But I guarantee you, life is going to get better. Why? Because God's words has power. And as it changes you, your life is going to change. Things are going to get better. It may not always work. Let me say it's not going to always work out like we want it to. And why do I say that? Because especially when you're in relationship with other people, they have to allow the word of God to change them too. Now, they have to respond to God's word just like you respond to it. Okay. Now, they may not respond to you like you. And sometimes people walk away from your life because they they didn't respond to God's word like you respond to God's word. So in some cases, things may not work out 
like you wanted to. But the thing is, you have to believe that, okay, well, God has greater things. I know this didn't work out like I wanted to, but you know what? That don't you don't demote God, devalue God because things didn't go out the way you want. Because as I said, there are many variables when it comes to things. You may have faith, but people in your life, people your family may not have the faith space. They may not respond to God's truth. They might not like you do. And then the power cannot affect their lives like affect yours if they don't remember because they have to respond just like you respond. Therefore, and I'm going to this is a scripture. Uh, this is the last scripture tonight. Let's listen to this scripture. Therefore, this is Paul talking to the church of Thessalonica. Uh, he says, therefore, we never stop thanking God that when you received his, his message from us, you didn't think of our words as mere human ideas. You accepted what we said as the very word of God, which, of course, it is. And this word continues to work in you who believe. So notice what he says here. Paul saying, when I came to y'all, well, you didn't receive these words as mere human ideas. Let me say, as I said earlier, and you may see here people say, well, you know what? You know, the white man changed the altar, you know, and this is the white man's book, or this is human and human and they messed it up. If you receive it that way, you're never going to experience the power of God in God's word if you think that way. If you think it's the white man's book and the, the white man, you know, put the black man in slavery. And though there's some truth to that, there is some truth to that, that that one, you know, race did manipulate the word of God to enslave another race. I'm not going to deny that because there is truth to that. But you know what? That's the enemy. You need to understand the true um, enemy behind that. That was the enemy trying to bring division. He did. He you lose one race, and, you know, just like uh, Hitler, you know, was Satan used him to kill a lot of Jews. The same thing. And so, and so, you have to understand that happened. But when you receive God's word as mere God's word. You know, you're not going to think that way. You're not going to put one race over another race or think you're better than somebody else. That's not the way God operates, not the God that I serve, not the God that we serve. OK, he doesn't think that way. And so but it goes on to say, but you accepted it for what it what it said, the very word of God. You have to accept that. Hey, this is the very word of God. And the moment you you receive this as the very word of God. You're going to experience this power in the God's word. And they said this word continues to work in you who believe. So you got to believe that you have to believe. So let's let's break that scripture down a little bit. It said for the, the cause that occasion Paul rejoiced here was was the holy living in which he exhorted the Thessalonians. In the previous verse, so Paul he he's exhorting them, he's praising them for what he's doing, and the reason Paul rejoiced was because the Thessalonians had received the message as it was the truth of God's word. See, you have to receive 
whenever you hear God's word, whenever you read God's word, you have to receive it as the truth. And you can't allow anybody or anything to um, deviate you from that truth. It's the reception of God's word that causes holiness to come as fruit. Because listen, listen to what John uh, 8 and 32 says, and ye will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Okay, so there is the reception of God's word that calls on. So you're not going to see. You're not going to experience God's power until you receive it as God's truth. You receive God, but then you're going to see the fruit of what you believe in God's for. You're not going to see the fruit unless you receive it as God's word. The primary way God speaks to us and release his power in the word is through the word of God. This is the primary way. This is not the only way, though, but it is the, let me say it, the number one way how God releases his power in your life is through the word of God. And this, this let me ask the question, so why are you not reading it? Why are you not spending time in it on a daily basis? Why are you are not constantly meditating on the word of God? And once I get to say, you know, you may be saying, well, I don't have time. I don't have time, you know, this and that. And I'm not here to debate or condemn you for things. I know we all have things going on that are important in our lives and, and you know, things that need to be taken care of and, you know, whatever those things are, boy, you have to make time. You got to figure it out. As I said, you got to figure it out. You have to figure out how to make time for God, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it case may be. You may not have an hour. You may not have two hours. You know, you may not have all, but you have to figure it out how to make time for God's word, whatever I can't tell you how to do it because I had to figure it out myself. I had to figure out, you know, what was the best time for me to make sure that I allow God to speak to me through his word. You got to figure it out. But I guess but that's the primary way with how God speaks to us and releases his power. You want God's power. You got to figure out how to get in his word. It says, this is not primary way God said, which has been organized in the Bible. It is through God's word that we come to know him. This is how we get to know God. We come to know him through his word. God's word is settled forever. Okay, it is settled forever. Therefore, it is always relevant. See, God's word is never out of date. I know, you know, culture trying to say, well, God, we need to update God's word. And the reason why they say that is because things that people, um, it may be a lifestyle or a certain way of thinking. We said, well, you know what? I know they say that way back in the Bible, but we, you know, we got to catch up. God's word is always ready. It's, it's forever settled. And that's that you read that in Psalms 119, It's always forever settled. It never changes. Okay. God's word never changes. It's not going to change because of us. The word of God should change you. We don't change the word of God. God's word is the standard by which all will be judged one day. And that is in um, John 12 and 48. All will be judged by God's word. Every human being. God will always accomplish his purpose. It always comes. Now, it may not accomplish it through you. 
But if we are God, we'll just find somebody else to accomplish that purpose. But God's word will accomplish his purpose. We are cleansed through God's word. And everything that pertains to life and godliness comes through his word. Okay. We become partakers of God's divine nature through his word and escape the corruption of the word through his word. These are the things that just listen to the power of God's word, how we escape. It cleanses us. It everything that we need for life in God is through his word. We become partakers. There is no success in the Christian life without being deeply rooted in God's word. See, I can't say now. Do you have you have no success? Now that's another means you, you know, you can get all the money you want, you can have all the money and have all the material things in life, but that um you may be a success in the world's eyes, but not God, because you can have all that stuff and still be unhappy and still be depressed and still contemplating suicide and all kinds of things and still miserable and you know, big old house to live in, nobody but nobody to um enjoyed with all those things see this is how the world defines success when you have a lot of material things and a lot of money and i'm not talking eliminating that but that by itself uh, it's not gonna make you happy it's not gonna fulfill you it's not gonna fulfill you and in you you as a christian in the christian life you have unless you deep rooted in that way you won't have success because god defines success different from how the world defines success there are the difference between the word of man and the word of God. Okay. The other difference, God's word is infinitely superior in everything. Any attempt to elevate man's word to the same level as God's always result in devaluing God's word. See, that's what you don't want to do. You don't want to devalue God's word by putting man's ideas above his man's way is in by his you're devaluing the word of god in your life and then by you devaluing god's word you devalue him means that he doesn't have um the um the last say so in your life when you take man's opinion over god's opinion. jesus told the people of his day that they were making the word of God of no effect through their traditions. And that's in Matthew 7 and 13. He says, you, you make the God of word through your traditions. This is how we do it. We, we put traditions and culture, um, the things that don't lie with God, will, over God, will, it says it won't have effect. And remember, we talk about God's power. You want God's power operating in your life. You cannot um, allow traditions to affect the word of God. Traditions and teachings of man are not worthy be compared to god's word you can't compare the two you need to understand that you cannot compare the two they are completely different god's word jesus said my thoughts are higher than your thoughts my ways are higher than your ways he says that his thoughts are not like man's his thoughts are higher paul preached the same gospel everywhere he went but he didn't always produce the same results. Now think about that. Why did that Paul preach the same way? Even he preached the same way, but he didn't always have a result. And it was because the message was, it wasn't because the message was different. Think about it. It, it was the way people received it 
that made the difference. Wow. Now think about it. I got to say that again. Think about it. The same message being preached, but has different results. Why? Because it's not the message. Okay. It was not the message, but it is the way people receive the message. Jesus had the same problem when he went to his hometown. Jesus, who was God in the flesh, went to his hometown. The Bible said he could not do many miserable miracles, excuse me, because of their unbelief. The same message, but it was the people that he was ministering to couldn't receive from him because they said, well, hey, we, we watch you grow up. We know who you are. You married, boy. You know, who are you? You you're nobody important to us. We know you. And so they couldn't receive from him. So it wasn't the message. Now, Jesus went other places. And the Bible says in some cases, everybody got healed. Everybody got delivered. Why is that? It wasn't the message that was different. It was how people received it. People were able to tap in. People who received the word, believed the word, was able to experience that power that we're talking about in God's word versus people who didn't receive it as the truth, as power, didn't receive any miracles, couldn't get healed, couldn't get delivered, couldn't set free, didn't feel the comfort, didn't feel encouraged, didn't feel inspired. Why? Because of how they received it. These Thessalonians received Paul's message as God's word. Therefore, it produced life in them. See, when you receive God's message, when you see God's word for what it is, then you're going to see life produced in you. Though, though um, ministers are responsible for how they minister, we also are responsible for how we hear. So as, as a minister, as ministers of the gospel, we are responsible for how we minister. We got to make sure that we're giving the word of God to you and breaking it down. And as I said last week, um, rightly divide the word, you know, um, do it, read it. I mean, teach it and preach it in context. We are responsible for that, but you are responsible for how you hear it. You are responsible. You have to take it as God's word. Jesus was the perfect minister, yet most of the people of his day rejected him and his message. Now, here we're talking about God in the flesh. Jesus was the perfect man. Jesus didn't mess the word up. He right divided because he was God himself. But most people of Jesus, they rejected him and his message. They didn't have ears to hear or hearts to receive. It is imperative that we keep pure and sensitive hearts to God's word so that we hear the truth. We receive it as it is in, in truth, God's word. See, you, you got to receive it. It's important to see. Otherwise, if you don't receive it as a truth, if you don't receive it as God's word, you will never experience the power. You won't experience that power that we're talking about, that transformation power in God's word. God's word only releases its life-giving power when we mix it with faith in our hearts. So as you receive the word, you got to mix it with faith. And then you receive the life-giving power that's in God's word. I mean, I could stay on this all day. This is awesome.
I can stay on this all day, but you have to receive God's word. It is power. It has the power to change you if you open yourself up to that power. So my prayer for you tonight is that you open yourself up to receive God's power, the power of God's word to change you in every area of your life. But you have to open yourself up to it. Let me pray. Father God, in the name of you, I thank you for every ear that's listening. I thank you that your power is going through these, through social media right now, through these airways and that people are receiving. God, I pray they will open themselves up to you to receive what your word have. I thank you that healing is taking place. God, I thank you for those who are in pain, they are being completely healed. Those who are discouraged, God, thank you for comfort and enlightenment. I thank you for the peace that they're receiving right now. God, I thank you that they'll open themselves up to be transformed by your word, that as they get into your word and hear your word and receive your word, that it is the truth, that it is your words that's coming from you. God, that they're being transformed by the renewing of their mind and their experience of your power right now, the healing of sickness is taking place right now, God, that deliverance of any addiction, any drug habit, any, anything that's coming against I thank you, healing place right now, God, I come against cancer right now in the name of whatever cancer, whether it's colon cancer, lung cancer, Pay, uh, pancreas cancer, whatever the case may be, God, I thank you that they're being healed, that they're open themselves and they're being healed by the power of your word. God, those who are depressed, I come against depression right now in the name of Jesus. God, depression and any mental sickness, I come against it, setting them free as they open themselves up to receive what your word says. For your, your, it says your word is alive and it's sharper than a two-edged sword. I think that they're receiving it right now. We give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Once again, I thank you uh, for listening. We will be back again with you next week. And remember that God's word is powerful and it has the ability to change you. As you open yourself up to it, it will transform your life in a miraculous way. And thank you for listening. We'll be back with you again next week. We bless your name. We thank you for listening. Once again, always share these messages for those who need to hear them. And I pray they're being blessed to you. And we'll be back with you again next week. Thank you and bye-bye.